Welcome to the Connection Club podcast. I am Katie Wren. I am a wife, a mom to a beautiful baby girl, bonus mom to a beautiful teenage daughter and successful business owner. I am so excited to connect with you. Sometimes we need to disconnect from the world to reconnect with ourselves. So I am super grateful to be on this journey with you so we can connect together as a community. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Connection Club podcast. I have a beautiful guest with me today. Um, I'm really, really excited to introduce a beautiful soul that I met a few years ago when we've had kind of a social media relationship for many years. We haven't actually met each other personally, but we've both been on a beautiful journey together just by supporting each other and encouraging each other as we found each other through um, our beautiful Instagram network. Danielle is 24 years old. She's living in Zurich and she actually has a bachelor degree in health management and uh, but is actually self-employed as a yoga teacher and a health coach and a content creator. So she's got her finger in many pies right now, which is super exciting. Her story is quite an emotional one and I'm really excited for you guys to hear about it and really learn not only how to learn about the toxic patterns in your life, but how she felt like she didn't have zero connection, how she's actually built herself back to really knowing herself, to really knowing how to become not so much a victim of her choices, but giving it more an empowering meaning of her choices that she's made, not only in the past, but now how she's making choices moving forward. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome my beautiful guest, Danielle. Hi. Hi, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited. So let's just skip back a little bit and um, talk to us about the journey of how you've got to where you are currently, because I think it's such a beautiful journey. You know, you've fallen into depression, you've been in some really toxic situations, you've kind of lost yourself along the way and been in some really painful situations and you know and not only that when you feel like you're on track you kind of fall off track as as we've talked you know in the last couple of weeks and you've had a bit of a bad time but let's go back a little bit and tell us really who Danielle was you know before she kind of found herself and and figured out who she is today. So I really need to go back a little to that you can really understand where I came from so as a kid, my parents, they met in America. They was all a happy couple. They moved to Europe, Switzerland. And shortly after, they realized that they came from so different backgrounds. My mother was Brazilian and he was Swiss and like really loved the strict and rules. And as a Brazilian, you can imagine she loved like the free spirit, the passion. So it didn't work out for long. So I was already there like... They were separating, so it was conflict there. And then because they had a major fight over custody, I ended up getting put into a foster home. So really from the beginning of since I was around four, it has been so heck and unstable in those when you need to have your safety place where you need to have the love of the ones around you, no changes, like no major changes. And um, it started to continue like that. So after the foster homes, I, I went to foster families. 
And it just continued in that unstable environment until I was around 10 when my father got the custody back and I could move to him because he had a new wife and kids and it was just what they thought the perfect surrounding for me to grow up as a teenager. But um, as I mentioned at the beginning, my father's really typical Swiss, so I had such a hard time to feel at home there because him and his wife, they love to have rules. Everything was very strict. They had their plan figured out for everything. And I was just more the Brazilian kind of way. Like I do what I feel in my heart. One day I want to do things that maybe the other day I want to do it different. And for them, it was really hard to cope with my way of living. And for me, it was really hard to live with their way. So we were constantly fighting. And now in backside of her, I know that they didn't meant it in a mean way or anything but as a teenager it's just so hard to understand what's going on if someone does not understand how you are and then um, when I was 14 my mother passed away really suddenly like she was not sick or anything she just overnight she didn't wake up anymore in the morning so that was really like one of the toughest parts like in my life because she was my best friend and she really got me the way that I was. So even though my childhood was really difficult and a lot of changes, I always had her as a supporter that really got me the way I was. And then eventually when I was 18, like literally on my 18th birthday, that's when you're legally allowed to move out. I left my parents' home and decided to be on my own. (laughs) And that sounded at the time like a super great idea. I thought now I've finally made it. I'm on my own. I'm 18. I can do whatever suits me best. And I didn't realize that the patterns that you develop as a child, and especially in your early childhood, you cannot just lay them off just because you turn 18 or just because you move out, you still have them with you. So what should have been like the most amazing part of my life turned out to be somehow even worse because I ended up having five different jobs at the same time just to be able to survive. I didn't know how to have healthy relationships, might it be with a partner or even with friends. But then, yeah, eventually you get to the point where you're just sick and tired and you somehow realize, okay, maybe it's not the fault of like the world and the economic and everyone around you and the bad weather or whatever reasons you give yourself. You know, you get to the point where you realize, okay, maybe it's really me, as hard as it sounds and also as painful as it is. And when I got to that point, it's really when I started changing. I went to India to do my teacher training and from there I started to build up. What made you have that realization that it's not the world, it's not other people, it's not the environment, it's not the weather? And how did you feel looking in that mirror, knowing that you were contributing towards some of the things that were happening in your life? What was the realization that you went through? And how did it make you feel knowing that it wasn't the rest of the world, it was you that was a problem? That's a very good question. For the longest time, I kept repeating the same patterns without realizing that they're actually patterns. So for example, you know, you have situations let's say with friends and they keep repeating and you're like why do they always do that to me you know you have those things you keep saying yourself but you do not realize at the time that it's actually you causing those things and then um, I had a friend of mine and he was really into like personal development and all those kind of things and then he told me you know did you ever think about that it's your fault how your life is and then I was like 
I was so shocked. I'm like, what kind of friend are you? Like, who do you think you are to tell me something like that? I was really offended. But at somehow, you know, you know, when you hear something that is really true, at first you do not want to hear it. But then there's this little thing happening inside of you that, okay, maybe there's something, you know, that's really true. So I asked him what he meant with that, you know, that he said, it's my fault. And then he started to explain, you know, about patterns and how it's not maybe your fault in particular that someone is mean to you, but you choose who you want to be around. You choose your friends, your situations, your job, you choose those things. And that's when I really started looking at my life and I was like, oh, okay. So I see so many patterns. And then I was really at first so overwhelmed because I didn't even know where to start. Because if you have like a huge buildings of problems from what I was about 20 then, and you've never ever started working on those problems, you stand in front of 20 years and you're like, where do I even start? So at the time when I realized that I had enough, I wanted to change that. That's why I went to India and to some degree, of course, it was a running away of my problems because you could just leave it behind for a few months. But at the same time, it also was really the willingness to search for answers. So sometimes it's good if you just get out of your environment because you can clearly look back and not be involved in your everyday life. Beautiful. So you ran away basically to India after really just looking in the mirror and going, you know what, I'm the problem and it's something that I need to do to fix. And do you know what, Danielle, for you to experience that at such a young age is amazing. Like you're already so far ahead in your age group and in your generation, because I see this happening so many times with not only with people who, you know, age between 20 and 25 or even 20 to 30, you know, people are experiencing this in their thirties, in their forties, in their fifties. And, you know, the whole midlife crisis comes from you having that experience and looking in the mirror going, fuck, you know what? My life isn't going the way that I want it to. Yeah. You know, so having that whole like midlife crisis is a lot of people realizing where their life is and actually like, oh shit, I'm not where I want to be. And they start looking at themselves going, well, am I the problem? And then they start working on themselves, but they feel like they're too old to change their mindset or change their habits or change their behaviors or change their environment. So they stay where they are and they stay in that painful place. And for you, you decided to go, do you know what? I'm not living the rest of my life like this. And it's such a beautiful thing, especially at your age and being so young, you know, 24 is young. It's really young. I'm 33 end of this year and I'm still young and I'm still learning and growing. We never stop learning and growing. This is the beautiful thing as life changes and we go through different life cycles and our identity changes when you, you know, you change from being this independent person to then being a mom or a business owner, you know, we're always constantly going through these changes. So you know, it's amazing, so amazing that you had this realization so young and that you took ownership of it because there's so many people through life that continue to make the same habits, the same behaviors, the same patterns, the, the same experiences, and they blame the rest of the world and they don't truly look at themselves. So it's, I'm just in complete awe of you right now. Seriously, it's so beautiful. Thank you so, so much. I know you went on such a spiritual journey by going to India. Talk to us about what happened there. So before flying there, I was actually crying and saying to myself, that's the most stupidest idea you ever had. Like, why would you do something like that to go to India? That's first of all, so far away. You don't know 
anything about the culture, the language, nothing. And then um, I got into the airplane and then I got out of it. And immediately I felt that sense of relief. I couldn't stop smiling. I was like really so happy and I could not even name it. And then um, I had this long cab drive to where the school is. It was like over one or two hours. And then I had the chance to really dive into the culture and saw the chaos also. And just that everyone was doing what they, they're meant to do. Kind of, you could just feel the vibe. And then I got there, I was so excited. And then I had my first class and I looked around and there were like 30 students, super flexible. They were really able to do posts, just there, could barely touch my toes, nothing. And I was like, okay, okay, now it was really a mistake. I just, you know, better go home or something. So from like the super great feeling, I went to like an even deeper feeling of being lost. And like, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And then within the first week, I got sick and I had so much tension everywhere. And um, I have one thing that I think might have like saved me in some way. I had my journal with me. And I never really journaled a lot before, but I just had the feeling that I need to journal the important journey that I would have there. So I started writing down and then the question popped into my head, why are you feeling this tension? When have you felt those tensions before? And then um, I realized that back in the days when I was like 18 or 19, I constantly had tension. I felt like I was not good enough for I didn't have the right to be where I am. And then I realized I had the same feeling with the yoga school. Like I felt everyone around me was more flexible or whatever, more trained than I am. So I got the same tension that I got back then just because I had a similar experience, even though it was so different. And that was something that was such a powerful realization, how you keep taking things from the past with you. And if I would not have written it down, I would have never brought it into consciousness. I would have just thought to myself, oh, okay, I'm tense and, you know, whatever, new situation or whatever. So I think that's the most yeah, intense realization I got there that, that you keep repeating the patterns, even if you're in such a better environment, because you cannot run away from yourself. Even if, I don't know, you're somewhere in Bali at the beach, you'll bring your patterns you just have a better environment that might help you to get out of them but you still have them so that was really one big thing and another one that I realized is that we should stop feeling sorry for our past because I just realized that through my past I have so many skills or even knowledge to some point that other people even with maybe 80 would never have learned or experienced or yeah just realized for themselves so I need to stop like feeling sorry for myself and thinking, oh, I would rather have this or that and just use all the gifts that I've got through my journey to build something that's really meant for me and my path. Wow. I mean, the people who are going to be listening to this episode are going to have so many distinctions and it's like they're going to be looking in the mirror with you talking to them this is really, really cool shit happening right now. And you reiterating in a way that's so simple and so simplistic for people to understand. Like you should be a coach or something. <laughs> I'm working you on haven't that. Done, you haven't done much events or like personal development events or anything like this. You've had these realizations by yourself, by going raw, by being real and being 
one of the most important things is really fucking honest with yourself, which is so beautiful. So let's talk about the journaling a little bit more because I advocate it massively. I've like got my journal right in front of me here. <laughs> literally filled with everything. It's, you know, I've got all this space to keep on going, but it's filled with notes and ideas and feelings and insights and you know, I'm probably more harder on myself in my journal than I am in <laughs> life, honestly. So, and I tell people about journaling all the time, but I feel like I'm a broken record and maybe coming in from somebody else. How important is journaling for somebody? And what has it done for you? I think at first, most people are afraid of journaling because they think, oh, what if nothing comes to my mind or if I don't know what I should write down? But I think the fear in reality is something else that you're actually afraid of what will come out if you actually start writing it down. Sometimes I have phases where I do not feel like journaling and then I kind of avoid it and I think, oh, I don't need it. You know, things are going great. No need to journal. And then like a week later, I start doing it again and I write down all the things that I didn't want to face, you know, in the week before because it's nearly impossible to sit there and have nothing to write. Even if you just start by, hey, today, you know, I had a meal or whatever. It's super because you stop thinking and it just let happen, whatever comes, comes out. So I think you should not be afraid of just creating the space when you sit there. And as soon as you create the space in the time also that you, you sit there, there are things that will fill that space up again and they come out. And I think the powerful thing about journaling is once you write it down, you get solutions for your answers that you would never be able to think of just in your mind. So like the example with the tension, that's something I would never even realize in my conscious mind. But by sitting down and writing down, okay, why am I feeling tension? What does it remind me of? All of a sudden you get, oh yeah, right. I remember that. And then you start writing down. And all of a sudden you have so many solutions and you just start to figure out things. And I think that's why journaling is really magical. I think another element of that, and, and that was just so beautifully put. I mean, I don't think I've ever explained it as good as what you have. I mean, like, I just tell people, just, just journal what you think. And I'm like, I don't know what I think. I'm like, I don't know what to, I'm like, what is wrong with you? How do you not know what you're thinking? Like, come on. But you're right. So much of it is so set back in our subconscious mind. We don't know we're having those thoughts or feelings or where they're coming from. And we just have no idea. And then when we start flowing and writing and we become very unconscious in our writing, when we do write, that's when we start to tap in that side of the brain and be like, oh, and it's like driving a car. You can get from A to B and have no idea what happened in that time because you're so unconscious to it. And it's exactly the same as journaling. You become so, so unconscious to the process of writing that you then start to tap in that element of your brain and that's when all the stuff comes out. So it's so beautiful. It's so true. And I started journaling maybe a couple of years ago and um, I don't do it every day. I try to do it every day, but I don't. I do fall short. But the times where I do journal, it's so empowering. And I find it actually better talking to myself and figuring things out for myself versus going to somebody else who's going to inject their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own perception of things. And, you know, that's going to impact me then. And it's going to have a negative impact on how I perceive forward. So talk to us about what, what else happened in India. You know, you kind of went through a whole discovery process. And I don't feel like you have to go to India to have that experience. If people are looking to really connect with themselves again, 
you know, so tell us what happened a little bit there and how did you find that connection to yourself? I think that's a good point that you say you don't need to go to India to find yourself because that's definitely true. For the last few years, I've been traveling a lot. And at the time as well, I didn't realize that it was a kind of running away. And now that I feel more centered with myself, I actually don't even need to go anywhere anymore. Because if you are connected to yourself, you can have a beautiful day every day, no matter where you are, where you go. So just to... So not that everyone thinks they need to go to India now <laughs> when I explain. <laughs> I know, I, everyone's going to be like, I'm I, booking my flight to India. <laughs> I want to go and find myself. And there's been times where I've, I've done that. Certainly, I think I can recall doing that once in my life. And um, I went to Malaysia with a friend. And now that I look back, I feel like it was an opportunity to run away and just, you know, I don't think I was running away from anything in particular. I just felt the need to just get away and just be and be with a friend and all of those beautiful things. But, you know, if I'm really super honest, it was just some space to think and connect back with myself a little bit. And that was just after my divorce got final. But I see it happen so many times where people just want to run away and it's never the answer. It's looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and, and being tough on yourself and learning how to be in that space no matter where you are. So uh, yeah, please continue. Tell us, tell us what happened from then on. <laughs> yeah. So the whole yoga teacher training that I did there was four weeks long. And as I mentioned, the first week was really bad. I, I was sick, had tension. I was just really not able to follow most of the class. And then eventually I had, through journaling again, I had the realization that I was there and comparing yoga or just measuring yoga, depending on how flexible you are. So I said to myself, you're not good enough to be here, but only in the term of the flexibility. And then all of a sudden I realized, okay, so I mean, I have like 10 hours or eight hours class every day and the physical part is maybe two or three hours, let's say that. And the other parts is philosophy, breathing techniques or adjustments things like that. And I realized that I was really good in those other things, like adjusting. Everyone kept coming to me to ask for help because I somehow got what the teacher was explaining because it just had a a good feeling like for the bodies and how to work with them. And then all of a sudden I started realizing, okay, there are a lot of things that are yoga as well that I'm really good at. And how can I like just limited to flexibility? And I think that's something that we do way too often in daily life. We have something and we are not good or not as good yet in something. And we just say, because I'm not good at that, I'm not good at all, or I'm not good enough. Or yeah, we just start limiting ourselves with one thing instead of the other million things that we're good at. So as soon as I realized that I start getting healthy again, I even became way more flexible. By the end of the class, I was one of the most flexible ones. And I mean, Flexibility is not something that happens in four weeks normally, but that just showed me how much of the physical limitations was only my mind and not literal like physical limitations. So that's another one that really opened my eyes so much. And then another one was I thought I would never be good enough to like speak in front of people or actually become a yoga teacher because I only went there, like I said, to run away. I was not actually planning on becoming a yoga teacher after the time there. So it's really the whole journey of building up your confidence, really being good at something, but then at the same time, maybe the next day, falling back again and realizing, oh, there are still so many more things that I need to learn, and then building yourself up again. And just this journey of 
realizing not every day is going to be a milestone or like every day you're going to be so much better. Sometimes you get better by falling back and realizing new things. And then you can, you know, step up again from that. You have a new foundation. And yeah, that was really, I think, the most intense realizations I had there. Wow, that's amazing. And I think you've probably highlighted to a lot of people and got them to really be conscious and think about all of the times that they thought that they were not good enough, but yet they're actually good at a lot of things, but they're just focusing on all the things that they're not good at. And then now they've become good at it. They have to have had the setbacks along the way in order to get good at something. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to constantly be having milestones throughout journeys. And it's not about that. It's about you know, when you fall down, how, what can you learn from falling down? What is it that you need to do differently next time so you don't fall down as hard or mm-hmm. getting really good at asking good questions and, you know, looking at situations differently. And that's where I see the training in your mind has come from in going, viewing things from a different perspective. And that comes from practice, right? That doesn't just happen overnight, but it's when you become conscious to your own thoughts and feelings that you can start then navigating and training your brain to think differently. And it takes time and it takes work, but ultimately you're going to get better results because of it. So is that something that you've encountered whilst being on this journey that you've had to retrain yourself? Given all of the things that you've gone through in the past, you've had to retrain your brain to think differently. That's actually funny that you mentioned that because that's something that came to my mind right before when I was talking about my experience in India, I think we forget that our, let's say, mental health or like the whole insight work is just the same health process as our body. We can be super worked out and fit and everything and be really on track. And then you can eat a cheesecake or French fries and nothing happens because you're really on track and you can have those little, you know, going to the side, having something else, you know, having I don't know, a drink with friends and really nothing happens because you're in line. And But then you go out for drinks and you stop working out and then maybe you miss the gym and then you just start getting away from the good line. And then all of a sudden, maybe that one cheesecake really has an impact and like the one drink with friends even have a bigger impact because <laughs> you're just not following anything anymore. And I think it's the same thing with the mind. If you really constantly are working on that you will have a bad day but that will not influence your all over health from the inside or you might have a a difficult situation with a friend or a lot of things that come the way or you have self-doubts and everything but that will not bring you out of your way completely but if you stop doing those healthy habits let's say it that way you will have one conversation that might really bring you away from your path or you have a bad day of self-doubt that will develop into one week or one month. And I think we need to see the inside work just like we do the outside work. And it's really a consistency of doing it over and over again and just building such a great foundation that little setbacks do not have a major impact anymore. Beautiful. So, so true and so beautiful. Beautifully put. What are some of the healthy habits that you've incorporated in your life that help you stay online and stay on track? So when I first came back from my first teacher training, I really spent almost an hour or two every day to practice yoga or journaling and everything. Like I had really a huge part of my day that I would do something for myself. Eventually, I realized that it's not as realistic when you work or you have a boyfriend and friends. So I tried to figure out a way that works 
better for me also if I have a busy day. So I try to have days where I really have the fixed routine, maybe of 30 minutes or an hour where I do yoga and journaling and just spend time with myself. And I try to incorporate little times during the day when, for example, I go for a walk or instead of taking, I don't know, the tram or the car to go somewhere, I walk there and I just try to create more spaces of freedom in my everyday life rather than force myself to have an hour or two committing to something every day just because it's not realistic in in today's life that we have. We have so many commitments and things we want to do. So I often try to do things that are simple so I can do them regularly rather than having like at the beginning when I came back this one or two hour routine where you can do it maybe for a month maximum or maybe two if you have a really free schedule and after that you will stop doing it so I think it's okay if you also just spend 15 minutes every day as long as you do it conscious and you do something for yourself that will give you so much freedom in your mind that it really doesn't matter about the time it's just about doing something consciously for yourself beautiful so where is Danielle at right now like coming back from India like what has happened since then So the first time in India was 2018, I think. So more than one and a half years ago in February. And then I was Was here for one year. Was it really that long ago? Yeah, I know, right? But I was another time in India this February again. I did a second teacher training. So Ah, I was again. That's right. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you just came back from I'm like, is it really (laughs) that long? Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. But okay. No, I had a second time in India. And as you also mentioned at the beginning, my studies of health management have been finished also this year, March or something. So I was really this year, to be honest, was kind of a tough one just because I figured out so many things about myself and I really learned to listen to my inner voice. And sometimes it's just the world has no fixed or like pre-created space for you. It's not like if you say, I want to become... I don't know, a swimming coach, there might be a position open or there might not be a position open, but there's like a pre-prepared position existing in the world. And if you're more the type of creating something from your own mind or creating things as you wish, there might not be this position just available yet. So you need to work on creating that. And I think that has been the most challenging part for me this year, just because Yeah, there's so many interests that I have and I love teaching yoga, which I have been building up this year and I have more classes now and I really do a lot of things in that direction. But I also feel that I need to do something bigger, more also maybe in the direction of coaching, working one-on-one with people. Since there's no pre-fixed position for that, I'm currently working on creating my own one. And I think you can always allow yourself to also take the time to figure out how things need to look exactly for yourself. Because so often we get to a situation where you think, okay, this could be it, but there are little points that are not exactly fitting yet. And if we get lazy, we just take that and then eventually we realize, okay, I went in a completely different direction than I actually wanted to go. So it also takes that courage to not just take the first opportunity that comes your way but to really wait until something feels a hundred percent right and that was what I've been doing like especially the last month and now everything is a little clearer to where I want to go beautiful wow that's 
So inspiring, it really is. And I'd love to just talk a little bit as we wrap up this about yoga. It's something I'm new to, and it's something that isn't hugely popular or in my hallucination successful in the UK. I know it's a lot bigger here in the US. It's certainly big in Australia. It's a little bit more bigger in Europe. But I feel like certainly aimed at my UK listeners, I'd love them to really hear about what yoga can do for you, not just for the body, but what it does for the mind and how it helps you connect back with yourself. And something I've been implementing since moving here to the States and what it's done for my soul is, I can't tell you, but let's talk about it a little bit more and really get an understanding of what it can do for you and, um, you know, from your perspective. If I would need to put it into one sentence, I might say it's like yoga is the no bullshit zone (laughs) because it's just really honest. And I think at times it can be really hard because sometimes you get on your mat and you feel really good and you think like today I'm full of confidence. I really want to, you know, do the best and I'm super flexible and it's just everything's working out. And then you might hold a pose that brings up old patterns or emotions or just blockages that you have and all of a sudden you feel super angry or sad and that's just a way of your body and mind showing you the real state of yourself and I think that is the true magic of yoga it's not necessarily becoming flexible or having less back pain and everything of course that's super awesome but I think you could also go do some stretching or go into a gym class and you would also have physical benefits from it so what's the difference to yoga is really the internal work that happens because that's not even in a spiritual way that I'm saying that that's really also in um, in science they could prove that a lot of emotions there's just toxins that our brain puts out so or chemicals let's say that way and they just get stuck in our muscles and fascia because we do not move enough. We don't have the proper way of standing and sitting. So this, all those things just get stored in our body or when we have a painful situation, we do not deal with it properly. And the chemicals are already in our body. They just do not just disappear magically. So they get stuck everywhere. And when you do yoga and really hold the poses for a longer time, you start releasing those things. And I think only then you get like the real image of where you are in your life at the moment even though if you might at the moment think oh I'm feeling so great and then if all of a sudden things come up you realize okay I'm feeling great now that's true but I still have a lot of things that I haven't dealt with so for me really that is the true magic of yoga and no matter how hard or also emotionally difficult things might get in the end you always feel so much more calm and relax because you know that you let go of things that just bring more weight into your life and after that you release and you just feel so free and yeah that's for me really the true magic of yoga oh wow I mean I want to just run to yoga class right now (laughs) it's so true though this is what I've I've developed the whole podcast around was because I was holding on to those emotions so long for so much in different areas of my body and and that blocks the real true connection to yourself honestly and when you start to release those blockages I mean life starts to change you start to feel differently start to think differently you vibe differently you attract differently and all of these beautiful elements and I can vouch for every time I do go to yoga I come away so much more centered and grounded and more connected with myself than ever and the more that I go the more that I feel that and more excited that I get that I do go but I do go I do get frustrated I feel like a fucking pencil most of the time (laughs) like 
I am so unflexible. It's untrue. And I used to be super flexible with horse riding and things. And I go in there and I'm like, I can't fucking bend this way. How is anyone human supposed to do this? Like, but what it does for your mind, body, and spirit connects it all together, connects you together to that center, to that place where you've not had that feeling for so long. And it's so true. Everything you've put is so beautiful. So we'd love to know maybe, well, two things. What's the future holding for you right now? What is your vision? What are you excited about? And I can just see her face just light up right now. It's exciting. (laughs) And then tell us really how one could connect with themselves better, like three things. So my future looks bright (laughs) just because I trust in life. And I once had a yoga teacher and I really admire her. And she told me, you know, you can imagine the most beautiful things for your life, but if you really trust in life, it will give you so much more and a hundred times better things that you could like only imagine your wildest dreams. So I think something I came to realize is that I need to try, though if some path might not seem so clear right now, that if I really trust and, you know, be true to my values and what I stand for and only do a things that really, really align with them, not just things that somehow align with them, but really truly align with them that I will be guided in the right direction. So currently I'm working on expanding my work into one-on-one works with people, maybe um, more also in a physical way in health coachings, but also in a, in a mental way. And I'm still figuring out how exactly that will look like, but I'm super excited about it. And I know that whatever needs to come will come and it will guide me in the right direction. So that also leads me to the question that you said, how you can be more connected to yourself. I think, first of all, it's really a work that you need to do consistently. It's not something that once you have it, you have it forever. It's like the example with the physical health, just because you went to the gym once, you will not stay fit for the rest of your life. You really need to keep working on it. Maybe not every day, of course, we also need breaks, but just really in a consistent way. And most of all, you really need to stop trying to figure everything out with your head. So you really need to allow yourself to feel from your heart, not from a place of fear or from a place of what if that and that and that. Just really stop all the noise in your head and just feel with your heart. And if you have to make a decision or if you like what could I do next? And you really listen to your heart. Most of the time you already know what to do. Maybe you still are afraid of actually doing it, but deep down, you know, what would be the right decision. And I think that's the biggest part of being connected, just really, you know, being from a place of love and then whatever needs to find, you will definitely find the way to you. Oh. I'm melting so much inside right now. You have no idea. I've got like my hands on my heart and I'm just feeling every single word that you're saying. It's just so beautiful, Danielle. You are such a beautiful spirit. And I know everything that you desire and visualize and see for your future is just going to come to you like tenfold. I just truly believe in, you know, we've had a social media friendship for the last, I don't know how long now. It feels like it's been two years and probably the reason why we connected was because we feel and we have that connection to our hearts and we really 
bounce that between each other and it's just been such a beautiful thing to support each other and encourage each other and just be there through the good and the bad and, and the grace as well so thank you so much for joining me today it's been an absolute honor and a privilege it's been a beautiful conversation and the insights and and what people are going to have moving forward is going to be uh, life-changing for those who take it on board and do something with it so thank you I can only give everything back really I have so much love for you and I'm so happy that we met and I'm sure we will enjoy many more rides together. <laughs> I, I 100% agree and I think we'll be doing some uh, connection club retreats in the future. So like Daniel's at the top of my list to come over and do some yoga and spiritual guidance with the participants who are going to come in the future. I don't know when that's going to be, but I know I'm super excited for it and maybe do one in Europe and one in the US. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like you. I'm just going to let this guide me along the way and see what happens. But I'm sure Danielle's going to be the first up my list to fly her over wherever we're going to be because she's just freaking awesome as you guys have listened today. So thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you. You're amazing. Oh my God. You're so amazing as well. (gasps) Thank you. I have so so much love for you. I have so much love for you too. I really do. Thank you so much for joining me today. And whatever you do today, guys, I hope it's truly blessed and connected in every way possible. 